Hello and welcome to Music Makers San Diego, where we shine the light on local songwriters and their music. I'm your host, Gary Lee. My guest today is Alexis Tia. Welcome, Alexis. Hi, thank you for having me. Do you remember uh, what your first introduction to music was? Oh, ever since I was little, I guess. <laughs> um, do you mean like when I was like first like kind of enamored by it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say, I mean, I always kind of was fascinated as, as a kid when we went to concerts and stuff. Um, but my, my parents, family, friend, we would go over for go over to their house during the summer, just to, like swim in the pool and things like that. And um, his name was Dave um, and he had a drum set in his uh, like patio out into like um, the backyard. And I remember watching him shred on these drum drums for the first time. And I was, I was blown away and I was mesmerized. And I was like, I wanna play drums. That's, that's what I wanna do. And at that time I was joining band and I was playing the trumpet and I also thought I was going to be in a ska band, but watching him play the drums, I was like, I really want to do that. Um, but my parents bought me a guitar when I was 13, a uh, nylon string, like Mexican guitar. Mm -hmm. And uh, instead of the drums, because those were very loud, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and, but you know, I mean, there's still, there's something percussive about the guitar as well. And so I, I started fidgeting around that way but I would say that's like the first thing I was like I need an instrument in my hands like besides the trumpet and I was really enamored by that and just like beats and stuff so. did, did you ever pick up the drums a little bit yeah I mean every everything that I've done even guitar I mean besides the trumpet I will say because I wasn't banned um is uh all self-taught so anything that I can play now that I've, I've um, mess around with besides the guitar, which I'm uh, pretty proficient in, um, very basic drums, very basic piano. Yeah. And what about the trumpet? A trumpet, I don't really play anymore. No, no. I kind of, I kind of dropped that when I was really getting into guitar and uh, just really motivated to get better and learn how to be better. Um, and so, yeah, trumpet got trumpet got put away, yeah. stashed. Um, was 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 it a musical household? Did your parents play? No, no. I uh, I'm kind of uh, I mean black sheep for all intents and purposes. But I mean I wasn't. It's not like I was like ostracized or like I yeah. wasn't called weird for liking music. Like my parents uh, supported my music a lot. They, it's so funny. Like the memory um, because they they told me when they got me the guitar that they were going to put me in guitar lessons and I I apparently I said no I don't want them I don't need them and I had, I have no recollection of that cuz I was like oh, I would have loved that I would have like kept up with like reading music and stuff but I was really in my own world with like wanting to just immerse myself in it and learn it myself and teach myself um, so I was I was by myself a lot as a kid growing up cuz none of my I have um, I have six siblings and oh, wow. pretty much none of them are musical or like actively play an instrument mm -hmm. or actively involved with like music and their lives and stuff. So uh, I was definitely a different kid in that in that sense. <laughs> what um, what were you listening to back then when you were a kid? I was listening to all sorts of stuff. My my parents are a little bit younger. Um, my dad is turning 60 this year. So we grew up on kind of like Aerosmith and like Def Leppard kind of 80s things, which I really liked and like old school Madonna and things like that. Uh, when I started listening to stuff myself, um, I was living in between, like I went to school in San Diego um, and my mom was in Nebraska. My, my parents were split up. So I would go to 
um, Nebraska every summer and for the holidays and stuff like that. And that was very 90s country and other stuff, you know, like older things and temptations, beach boys, things like that. So my upbringing with music, music was pretty eclectic. Um, and then, you know, going to high school and stuff and SoCal sublime really hit and ska bands. And that's where I was like excited, like being a ska band for a hot second. <laughs> uh, but I think what really changed my music direction and what I wanted to do with guitar, um, was John Mayer's, uh, first album room for squares. It was very acoustic. I've never, I had never heard guitar played like that before. Mm -hmm. And it was very melodic and it felt, um, like there was percussion and guitar. It felt like there was multiple instruments being played, even though it was a lot of the time, just him and his guitar. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to figure out how to, how to play like that. Um, yeah, because I was I was always playing by myself. I was too scared to play in a band, like band with friends and stuff in high school. I was just really timid, uh, I would say. I was really introverted. I was afraid to sing. Um, and so my my influence at that time was like just like hardcore into like really unplugged stuff like Jason Mraz, like his albums there also. He's a great guitar player as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I started getting heavy into listening to like unplugged acoustic stuff. And you know. uh, now I read that... Uh read that you once said that you believe that within you is a strong pull to express yourself through sharing music and that it's always been that way since you were little. Do you still believe uh, in that? Oh, yeah, totally. Nice, nice research. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm constantly inspired by um, local musicians, even ones that I listen to regularly. Um, and uh, yeah, there's always a draw, always a draw to music, of course. And did, did you believe um, or did you, your, your desire to uh, pursue this as a career, did that start early on then? Um, no, you? no. I, so uh, when I was younger, I was like, this is just going to, I knew it was going to be a hobby for, you know, my, my, the rest of my life. I loved it. It was therapeutic. It felt good to do. Um, but I, I didn't, like I said, I was really timid. I was afraid to sing. Uh, a lot of the early stuff um, that I have on YouTube. So I, I, I liked expressing myself and I liked putting it out and I wanted some like posterity. So when YouTube came out, like in the beginning, like early 2000s, I have stuff on there and it's all instrumental. But I, I would film myself playing. You could just see the guitar. You couldn't see my face in the in the camera. Cause I was, I was, I didn't even want people to see what I look like. Huh. So I, I was like, I could be a, maybe a studio mu musician, but even that was just kind of out of my mind. I was just like, I just like to do it. And I, I know it's going to be in my life. Um, and it wasn't until, uh, probably later in the two thousands, well, maybe like 2011 or something. I, I mean, I was writing music, I was writing instrumentals, but I was also writing lyrics. And I would sing them in, like in my room with myself, but I would never put it on YouTube. There was like absolutely no way. And one day I got up the courage. I put up a song um, that I'm actually going to sing today because I figured I'd do a little past, present, future thing. Um, but as soon as I put that on there with me singing, it, my, my YouTube just kind of like blew up. People were like, oh, my God, you, you sing? Like, this is so good. Put out more of this. And... I was like, okay. And it took me forever, probably like another five years before I actually got the courage to go to an open mic and sing. I was like, I was like shaking. So I was, yeah, having a career in this was um, uh, very slow, very slow. 
But you know, the more you do it, I think the more that your walls come down and the bravery comes and this, right. especially with like positive, like confirmation, um, not just that your stuff like sounds good, sure. Um, but that it's, it's, uh, impacting others in a positive way. And that's a big thing for me. Like people coming up to me after gigs that aren't even really gigs. It's just like playing for entertainment at a mall, for example, but being like, you know what, I was having a really bad day and I just heard you playing and I had to, I had to stop and watch you and like, thank you so much. And I'm like, wow. That's gotta make you feel good. Yeah, absolutely. When that happens. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna play three original songs for us today. What's the first one? The, the first one is uh, called A Flood Outdoors, The Highway in parenthesis. And uh, I said, this is one of the first songs that I ever wrote. It's one of the first songs of me singing on YouTube. It's still on there. And I can't guarantee that that guitar is in tune, but this one is, so. Whenever you're ready. You know I'm gonna walk away this time You know that I will be gone when you cry And maybe there'll be shadows outside But I'll be on the highway by this time Been making time for late nights some nights A stare that will provoke a sunrise And even when you say you were mine Well, I'll be on the highway by this time And even when you look up at the stars and even when you think you've gone too far from everything you knew in this life well i'll be on the highway by this time been making time for late nights some nights a stare that will provoke a sunrise and everything you knew in this life well i'll be on the highway by this time and i'll be on the highway because life is a highway mm. That song available anywhere? It's available on YouTube. <laughs> uh, hopefully it'll be available on Spotify in the next year. So you are self-taught on the guitar. Do you remember when you when you started writing songs? Do you remember what your first song was that you wrote? Um, yes, uh, my, <laughs> my first song was on the trumpet and it was a ska song, but I, I don't even know. 
I don't even remember what that song was called. Maybe it was about traveling or going on a car drive. I do remember that. Um, but yeah, my, um, my very first song that I wrote was an instrumental though, like that I put on YouTube and, um, that one's, that one's just called acoustic slap. Yeah. <laughs> very you, original. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any uh, albums or EPs? Um, I have an unplugged album that I recorded at Lestat's uh, two or three years ago, and that is on Bandcamp and um, SoundCloud, but it's not on Spotify just because it's uh, it's very unplugged, and um, I want to do something more produced when I release something on Spotify. Speaking of Lestat's, uh, what kind of venue do you like to play in most? Is that the type of setting that you like? Yeah, I mean... It's it's my preferred. I like like I really like a listening room, and especially if I'm I'm really moved by something, I get a chance to like listen to uh, or just like watch the crowd and really get like reaction. It's hard when you're at like you know just doing something for entertainment, like at a bar or something. People are there talking, and um, right. it can be distracting sometimes. But I think there's a time and place for stuff, and I, yeah. But I always like a listening room, especially with unplugged stuff, because it just sounds so good, you know. And um, the, the audience can just hear the clarity, because you know when it's loud, you can't really make out lyrics and stuff. And it's like, wait, what did they say? I think right. it was, I think it was cool, but I don't know, you know. What is it about performing that you like the most? Um, that I like the most is that. Uh, I think what I was talking about earlier is that it's a positive impact on, on people. I mean, even, I think even if you, like for me, sometimes I do get lost in playing the songs. So I love playing guitar. Um, I love singing. And uh, especially with my playing, sometimes I'm looking down at my guitar a little bit more than I'd like. But you don't know who's listening all the time, even if they're just walking by. I mean, if they're there for you and it's a show, uh, there's still going to be people there that haven't seen you before. And getting the like first time crowd reaction is always really special. Yeah. And that's, that's, I, I think that's a cool thing about playing. It's just like impacting people in a positive way. Uh, you mentioned on your website that if one was to like John Mayer, Annie DeFranco, Jason Mraz, and Nora Jones, that they uh, would in turn like your sound. Are those some of the artists that you, uh, that you were influenced by? Uh, yeah, influenced and also just kind of like gauging or you know, not even gauging, uh, just getting feedback after I've played something. People will come up and be like, oh, you sound like so-and-so or that song that you did reminded me of Annie DeFranco. I got that a lot. Um, same thing with Nora Jones. And I'm like, cool. I was like, well, I'll put that there as a reference if people are like have, have never listened to me. And they're like, what, what does she even sound like? You know, uh, so who are some of your musical uh, influences? Besides John Mayer, uh, there's, oh man, there's, there's so many. I mean, probably my favorites that I try and that, that I think have pushed me to be a better musician that I'm always listening to because they just sound so good is Sarah Bareilles. Mm -hmm. um, her first few albums are great. Um, Jace Mraz, I think I mentioned him earlier. And uh, pretty much like it's all over the board. I love everybody. I mean, I could say like Led Zeppelin to like, <laughs> even, like yeah, even though I don't play like Led Zeppelin, I could be like, they have definitely influenced me for like quirky lyrics or even just like unique like chord structure and things like that. Um, so, I, I mean, I love everyone from old to, to new. Yeah. And as far as the songwriting, uh, songwriting influence? Uh, songwriting influence, I would say also 
I mean, John, John Mayer is going to be like a staple in this whole conversation, <laughs> you know, taught me how to play guitar, <laughs> inspired me to play like him. Uh, and as well, I mean, Sarah Bareilles too, there's so, um, just recently though, I've been listening to King Princess and her like vulnerable lyrics, even Olivia Rodrigo, uh, just great stuff that's really catchy, but also is really descriptive and tells a great story. Um, it's something that I'm also just trying to work on myself as a songwriter. Uh, you're listening to Music Makers, San Diego. We're talking with Alexis Tia today. Uh, tell us about the next song you're going to play. Yeah, the next song that I'm going to play. So like I said, I'm going to do a little past, present, future here. This, this next song is called Do It Like You Mean It. It was a song that I co-wrote with a friend, Mark Hattersley, um, who's also a singer-songwriter in San Diego, plays for the Soli Band. Um, and uh, this song is fully produced, and it will be on Spotify at the end of October. I don't have an actual date, but uh, hopefully by the time somebody's listening to this podcast, they'll see like a pre-save or something on my social media. So this is called Do It Like You Mean It. We want to fight what you're pushing aside. Can't see the truth through the things that are left unsaid inside. Tired of falling in line. With your old design You want to prove that you can break from the gate in time When the lights go down That's when all your bright ideas come around If you only knew how to follow through You'd be tearing up the town Take my
said you co-wrote that song. I co-wrote that song, yeah, with do Mark you, Hattersley. Do you prefer to collaborate, or do you like to write more individually by yourself? Um, a little bit of both, actually. I, I mean, I grew up writing just my own stuff and not um, not collaborating because I was very shy too. Uh, but one of my one of my big big hairy goals with music is to get into sync licensing. And to do that, you know, you have to write stuff that's uh, universal lyrics, which, of course, a lot of my stuff was personal starting off. Uh, and, and working with people who, who uh, fill, in, fill in your weaknesses. And for me, that's production. Um, I, I would say I'm a strong so songwriter, a strong guitar player, but I, I don't play piano very well, <laughs> if you heard me, or drums. I mean, like I said, I could, I could probably fake it, and you'd be like, oh, cool, if you didn't know how to play drums. But if you knew how to play drums and you watched me, you'd be like, mm, yeah, she could use a drummer, <laughs> you know? Uh, but it's cool. It's a fun process. It, uh, it's interesting because, um, you know, you're not going to vibe with everybody on the same level, even if they're really, really cool and they, they themselves have written really cool things. Your guys' uh, connection might be a little bit different, uh, but it's a really fun process. I've done a, I've done a few co-writes, not just with Mark, but some other people um, in the Nashville Songwriters Association uh, international group that's mm -hmm. uh, that's local here, the chapter here in San Diego. I've met a lot of um, singer-songwriters through there, and uh, I've done some collaboration and co-writes, and it's great. So what's your songwriting process like? My songwriting process is mostly started with guitar or a melody in my head. If I'm in the car or in the shower, it's definitely like there'll be either a lyric pop in my head or like a vocal melody or, or like, it can even be a vocalization. I'm like, that would be cool. That would be cool in a song and I'll like try and get to my phone or like be like, hey Siri, yo, put in a reminder that I, you know, I like that. But it generally will start when I'm sitting down thinking of a unique, chord uh, like a unique melody to play within a regular chord structure uh, i generally play in standard tuning i'm, I'm not too ambitious but I, I like the challenge of making something sound a little different in a standard standard tuning so i'm like how can i make the c sound a little bit more melodic mm -hmm. or have like a more intense melody and usually that that will spark a word or something that starts like the lyrical, the songwriting process that way. Are you dis uh, a disciplined songwriter? Do you set a time to sit down and write or just when it happens? Um, it's, it, it's a mix of both. I mean, it's, since music is not my full-time job, I do have to really carve out time to be disciplined with it. Um, I, don't need, I don't need inspiration to write a song. Um, although, you know, inspiration strikes and it's like, cool this is like a good chance to like grab the guitar. Um, but I try, I try daily to write, even if it's not lyrics or anything, but just write, like do descriptive writing and object writing. And even if I'm not at the guitar that day, just having uh, lyrics or just songwriting in my head, I try and be disciplined in that way because it's just kind of therapeutic, mm -hmm. um, a release from work, so. What, what do you hope people take away from your songs? Uh, I would like people to take away from my songs a couple things. I mean, first, some of my songs are really personal, right? And I, I try and keep them a little bit, uh, a little broad in the sense, like not too much detail to where somebody would, would listen to it and be like, 
this is a cool song, but I know that that's her experience. I would want somebody to take away listening to it that they could connect with it in some way, whether it's if, if it's a personal experience they have, they're like, oh, I'm, I, I felt that way too. So some like empathy there, um, as well as just appreciating uh, me as a songwriter, I guess, just being like, oh, that was really clever right there. Or that was, that was, that was a nice line or that sounded really great. So it's, it's a mix of two things, but I, I think first is definitely connection with the listener. Um, what's, uh, what's the third song you're going to play for us? The third song, so uh, this will be a future one. This should be, you know, this is something that I've, I'm currently recording. I'm redoing the vocals for it right now, but I have a lot of the guitar stuff done. This is a newer song, so won't be on Spotify as soon as Do It Like You Mean It. The song is called Jump In With Both Feet. And this song was, uh, this song was, um, I don't want to say inspired by, it came when it was like post pandemic or actually kind of during the pandemic. And I, I did have a little music, um, like music lull or like not a big desire to pick up my guitar. And I still felt, I, I just felt like a lot of my friends were still immersed in their musical journey or experience mm -hmm. playing together. And I just wasn't feeling it. And I was just like, Ugh. like, what? What is up? This is not normal. But the pandemic was not normal. Right. This is not about the <laughs> pandemic, though. This is just kind of about, you know, motivation and uh, figuring out how to get back into it. Yeah, the song's called Jump In With Both Feet. I've been running in place While everyone else seems to be moving forward I get carried away Wish that someone would pull me out of my corner And if I wasn't just going through the motions If I could get some magic potion There'd be hope for me yet Ready for the next thing I wouldn't need to guess Jump in with both feet Ooh, 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 ooh. Think I just need some space Walt over unforced open dorm like explorer Time to fall out of grace The only way out of the chaos is disorder And if I wasn't just going through the motions If I could get some magic potion there be hope for me yet Ready for the next thing I wouldn't need to guess Jump in with both feet
If I wasn't just going through the motions If I could get some magic potion There'd be hope for me yet Ready for the next thing I wouldn't need to stress Jumping with both feet There's hope, there's hope for me yet Ready for the next thing And I don't need to guess I'm jumping in with both feet see the Nora Jones comparison <laughs> in your voice. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you um, very much. How can people find out more about you, where you're playing, where can they get your music? People can find me at uh, alexistiamusic.com. Uh, it's T-I-A. Um, and also Instagram's the same handle, alexistiamusic. Uh, I, I am on YouTube and um, Bandcamp and SoundCloud right now. And those are also the same thing, Alexis Tia, uh, two words, A-L-E-X-I-S-T-I-A. Uh, and a lookout, I think, at the end of end of October. Do it like you mean it's going to be on Spotify. It'll be my first single uh, that's uh, produced, and that's really exciting. And, yeah, thank you for having me. Great. Well, thank you, Alexis. Thanks for being on the show today. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking with you, listening to your music, and I hope to see you perform somewhere down the road soon. All right. Thank you very much. That does it for another episode of Music Maker San Diego. Until next time, I'm Gary Lee. Have a good one. Mm -hmm.